0: Hello, my friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Freedom Formula for Physicians podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping doctors like you slash your debt, slash your taxes and live a liberated lifestyle. Well, today it is fall time, The um, I believe by the time this episode will have aired, that Halloween will have passed us, Thanksgiving is around the corner, and I am thinking of this concept of tax loss harvesting. So I want to talk a little bit about today what is it? How do you do it? How do you think about it? When should you do it? When should you not do it? And those kinds of of strategies around your investments. So first, let's talk a little bit about your taxes. So If I pull up my tax return, and I take a look at the 1040, which is the very first page that has all this great information about taxes, and uh, including your W-2, it'll have on there any dividends that you have, business income. All that kind of stuff is all on the, the first page of your 1040. There's a line on there, which if I look at my 2022 tax return of the 1040, it's line seven, capital gain or loss. And it says attach Schedule D if required. If not required, check here. This is the line of the tax return that relates to capital gains and losses, and thus, capital loss harvesting that we are about to talk about here. So what's interesting is if you look at the tax code and and how things work, is there is no limit on what the IRS can tax you on on gains. However, there is a limit on what you can take on losses. Now, There's really two different kinds of losses as you look at really anything. There are short-term and there's long-term. There's also realized and unrealized. And people get a little confused by some of these concepts. So let's talk about the last thing first. So realized versus unrealized. So if, if you're looking in your brokerage account, that is non-qualified, so I'm not talking about any retirement money here, not Roth, not IRA, not 401k, but non-qualified monies, monies you can get your hands on without, in most cases, major tax implications. So you're, you're looking at your account. Usually on, on most brokerage accounts, you can take a look at something called cost basis. So if you click on a tab that shows you cost basis for your non-qualified account, there should be unrealized is usually the default, which that means basically stuff you haven't sold yet. So you own it, maybe you've had gains on it, maybe you've had losses on it, but you haven't sold it. So they are unrealized. Whereas if you click on another button, it'll show you realized gains year to date or losses year to date. Going back to what I was saying earlier is that when it comes to losses, the most that you can take in a year is $3,000 a year. So hypothetically, if you had $100,000 worth of losses and never bought or sold anything after that, then you'd have 33 years that it would take currently in order to write that off on your taxes. 33 years in order to do that. So uh, what we want to do when we have losses is we want to try and and realize maybe $3,000, $4,000 a year to maximize that tax benefit of doing it. In an ideal world, you want to not tap into your unrealized gains and instead only your unrealized losses and have them become realized losses. So as you're poking around in your brokerage account for the year, particularly right now is a fantastic time to do it before the year ends, look to see, first, what have you realized for the year? And secondly, what have you not? For example, uh, I had a client that I was just looking at earlier that they had $50,000 of realized gain because they had a highly appreciated position that had gotten way too high in their portfolio. And so we had all agreed to liquidate it. Um, But now they have $50,000 of gains for the year. So we went in the rest of their portfolio now at this time of the year to go and see what can we sell at a loss to offset that gain. In other cases, I'm going through client portfolios right now and saying, okay, they don't have any realized gains or losses. Let's create, where we can, a loss in order to uh, have them have a tax write-off for the year of around $3,000. So I was looking for positions that had a small loss of $2,500, $3,000, $3,500, in order to help them make their investments the most tax efficient that they could be. Let's take a pause for a second here and go to our commercial break. I hear all the time from physicians. I wish I learned all this financial stuff in medical school. Yet there doesn't seem to be enough time and the year is now almost at a close. Wouldn't it be great if you could snag a copy of some resource that just made it simple and easy? My friends, as you know, I am committed to increasing your financial knowledge. I am committed to help guide you through the confusing maze of financial decisions with awesome resources that will actually help you. That's why through the end of the year, I have a very special offer for you. You can get a free copy of my ultimate year-end planning checklist. Yep. That's right, free resource right here to help you close out the year. It's pretty much everything you need to think about as this year wraps up. I know the last thing that any of us want to do is be stuck with a big tax bill or forget something that's so easy to do. And you just could have done it in a short period of time. So if that's you, text the word checklist, C-H-E-C-K-L-I-S-T, to this phone number, 833 Three four three two nine eight six to pick up your free copy. Don't let this podcast be like other ones where you've heard some awesome information. You get some new ideas, but you don't actually get anything completed. To snag your copy, text CHECKLIST to eight three 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 four three two nine eight six. 343 Again, text CHECKLIST to eight three 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 four three two nine eight six. And now, to the show. Now remember, this doesn't apply to IRAs, Roths, or anything like that. So what you do, once you've identified a specific position, right now, if you have um, intermediate term bonds, for example, that would be a great place to look. Maybe during COVID, you had bought some high-flying tech stuff, which has cratered. This could be a good time to sell those positions as well, if you could get your $3,000 in losses. I noted in my personal brokerage account, when I looked at it, there was like $400 of losses that, that, that I could sell uh, to generate, which just wasn't worth the effort. You know, I really wanted $2,000 or $3,000 in losses, something a little more substantial. So it might even be possible you don't have something with which you could do, but maybe maybe you do. On the other hand, so everyone's situation is different. You got to look at yours. So let's say you sell something now to purposely generate a loss. There is a particular law called a wash sale. And basically what that means is you cannot go and immediately buy the very thing that you just sold in order to create a loss. So you have choices. You can either let the money sit in money market or cash or and wait one month to buy that position back. Or number two, you could buy something different than your existing position. So for example, let's say you held ABC individual stock that is in the, the car rental business And instead, now you go buy XYZ stock that is in manufacturing. Well, those are two completely different holdings. Or let's say you had a large cap stock index and you sold that for a loss and now you're buying a small cap index. Totally different, right? Maybe one has 30 components and the other one has 2,000. They're completely different indices. They're not the same investment, they are different. Maybe you sold bonds and bought stocks, or maybe you sold stocks and bought bonds. You know, Any of those things are fine. What you don't want to do is buy the same exact thing or something nearly identical. So if you sell something that has the S&P 500 index in it, you don't want to buy something else the next day that also has the S&P 500 index in it. If you still want the S&P 500 index, wait a whole month before you repurchase that exact same investment. In my particular case, I do like the investments that I have in client accounts. And so as I'm selling some stuff, more often than not, I'm putting a task in my calendar to go and rebuy the same thing more than a month later. And and I'm even giving myself an extra week just to be safe. Now, the danger of doing that is if you sold something that moves quickly, like maybe it's a high-flying tech stock, well, there's a good chance that that high-flying tech stock might very well rally 100% within the next month with some really good news going its way. So you take the risk that you could lose on some of the gain in the particular thing that you're selling. So that's the con of doing um, something like this, but most people, I think, would agree that tax loss harvesting is a good thing. And it all starts with having non-qualified monies, which you'll often hear me talk about time and time again, build up that cash cushion, those non-qualified monies, and do the backdoor Roth and do your 401ks. You should always be putting something away in non-qualified monies so you can do something like tax loss harvesting, or if you had to sell the whole enchilada and do something else with it, whether it's buying real estate or buying a business or paying off your mortgage or whatever those things may be. That's why I feel non-qualified money is so important. It gives you the flexibility, allows you to do something like tax loss harvesting that we're talking about here today. So I hope that's helpful in this short little episode that we're doing today. If you have questions, please do feel free to reach out to me, Dave at daviddeniston.com for the Freedom Formula 4 Physicians podcast. Remember, my friends, remember to slash your debt, slash your taxes, and live a liberated lifestyle. Well, thank you, my friends, so much for listening to the last podcast. I am pleased to announce that I am now a completely independent financial advisor, where to the point now I can really integrate my financial planning practice with this podcast. If you might be looking for help, if you have found any of our information here interesting or relevant, and you're looking for a second opinion. Now for some lovely legal disclosures required by our lawyer friends. Investment advice is only offered in jurisdictions where Centurion Financial Strategies, LLC, Centurion is appropriately registered or exempt from registration. Our Form ADV Part 2 brochure can be obtained free of charge at advisorinfo.sec.gov. By searching for our firm name, its unique CRD number, which is 316454. This podcast is not a solicitation to provide advisory services in any jurisdiction in which we are not appropriately registered with a for registration. The information, statements, and opinions contained in this podcast have been obtained from or are based on information obtained from sources which we believe to be reliable, but we do not warrant or guarantee the timeliness or accuracy of such information. This podcast is intended for informational purposes only and should not be construed as personalized investment tax or legal advice. Opinions expressed by any guest are their own opinions and do not necessarily reflect the firm's views. You should carefully consider your own financial circumstances and needs prior to making any investment in securities or purchasing any insurance products. As always, past performance is not indicative of future results. Investing in securities or really anything else involves the risk of If by some chance in this particular podcast I mention insurance products, insurance products are backed by the financial strength and claims paying ability of an issuing insurance company. They may be subject to restrictions, limitations, and early withdrawal fees, which vary by issuer. You should always consider the charges, risks, expenses, and investment objective of any insurance products before entering. And that, my friends, wraps it up. Wish you all the best. Feel free to contact us with any info at www.DavidDeniston.com. Thank you so much and have a good one. Bye-bye.